Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. We didn't we didn't work that out beforehand. <laughs> no, we, no, we should we should have got that. No, uh, it, got went, that worked it out. went well. That was like me when well. you come you know when you come to a roundabout and there's three cars and they're all sat looking at each other. Yeah, I yes. reacted then how I react in that situation. <laughs> like, oh, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> my turn. It's my mine. turn. I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed how whenever you do that, there's always one twat that then goes, oh, I should have gone, and yeah. then goes and uh, then looks at you like you've like, done yeah. something wrong. Yeah. Thing is, if you all go around the roundabout, you could you should technically be able to leave the junction at the same time yeah. and all be fine. However, nobody here goes around a roundabout; they all go over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also fifty percent of people use indicators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just that's like, a high percentage. That's a high <laughs> guess. That is generous, I think. Just like a Haas driver who are, whose name will not be mentioned decides not to back out of um, making a pass when there's no actual road in front of him and another car. I mean, his name Pretty will much. be mentioned. We're his name will the race. be mentioned, yes. yes. <laughs> because that's kind of what we're doing here. We're reviewing the Singapore Grand Prix, and Haas are the first team. Uh, Williams are the first team. Williams, yes. Williams are the first team. I'm starting to think Senior Grosjean should have backed out years ago. <laughs> 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 we, we will. We will start with Williams, and we will start with George Russell's first ever DNF. Unfortunate, shouldn't have happened either. No. no, he was the fastest man on the circuit at some points during the yesterday's race, and I know that sounds strange, and some people are, uh, are now questioning how is that even possible. But him and Hulkenberg were trading uh, not fast as laps, but um, fast but laps, fast laps, uh, as they were making their they made their early pit stops and um, were making their way back up to the pack. It they shows, each had it clear how, air. It's clo- how, it shows how slow. The front runners were going there. Yeah, they there? each had clear air and um, were doing laps roughly one to two seconds faster than the le- uh, leading cars. It just seems very strange that the main strategy was just hold everybody up. Well, it's because the, the uh, medium tyres couldn't make the rest of the re- the whole race. The, you lost too much time in a pit stop, so they had to babysit the soft tyres until they could put the mediums on at a time. Where hearts, they were gonna, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, nobody went for the mediums oh, in the it end. Was it, it was all hearts. But with, yeah, to make it to the end of the race. Um, as usual, my one of my new shining beacons of light in Formula One, Mr. Julian Palmer, had a great um, point to make on the uh, BBC podcast, who's saying that it's, it's time that Formula One got rid of this whole, you have to start the race on the tyres you qualified with and give everybody an open choice. So all, all you're doing is making sure that the top 10 are locked into the same strategy and then we wonder why they follow each other around. Yeah, that's a good point. But starting at the back and working forward, yeah, George Russell's DNF. Yes. Whoever said that George Russell was 100% to blame on Twitter, fuck me, you were wrong. Look, blind people can watch the television too, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I always say that we can't. Sorry, blind people can't watch the television. They listen. Yeah. <laughs> they don't watch they can anything. Enjoy the yeah, television. yeah, yeah. That, that's that's, that's, the that's why there's that audio description button on your remote control. Yeah. Yep. I always say that you that you can't. You you can, but it makes it ugly when fans argue with the, what the officials of the sport have said. Now, I was incredibly surprised when I read it was only this afternoon that I read that Grosjean had escaped penalty free from that incident. And I disagree wholeheartedly, but I respect the decision of the stewards. I disagree so wholeheartedly that I still stand by my tweet to Roman Grosjean, <laughs> where I just put at Roman Grosjean, 
You fucking prick. <laughs> that seemed to be what George Russell was saying in not quite the same he language. He wasn't, what did he say? <laughs> I, I should have off. expected it. Was only, it only to be expected. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He had a go at him in the paddock, didn't he? In the Russell did. In, yeah, in the Good. pen. In the pen. Good. Was that, that caught by the media? No, it was oh. It was photographed. I don't know if there's any video of it that hasn't surfaced yet anyway. But it's got Grosjean sort of stood there in it. You know when someone knows they're getting a bollock and they're trying to look semi-casual yeah. about it? Yeah. He's got he's got that sort of stiff but casual uh, look <laughs> of it. And uh, George Russell is doing the standard hands up, they're now Formula One cars stance. <laughs> oh, yeah, hands as cars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the old Hacking and Schumacher thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But how embarrassing was oh, that Ray. be? What was it? M- mixing the shoulder high invisible decks. Yeah. 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 Uh, how embarrassing must that be though when you're, what, how, what's Grosjean had in Formula 1 now? Ten years. Yes. Ten, ten, ten years. years and you're having the fucking riot act read to you by a guy which is halfway through his first season. Yeah. Silly Hass. Mm. Silly, silly Hass. Can we take a moment just to say what the fuck are Hass doing for next year? We Keeping will later, on. it's on the list. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> they are totally standing still by re-signing those two drivers. Um, they could have looked like rock stars. But right now they, <laughs> they look, look like, like fucking yeah. wankers. <laughs> uh, there is a conspiracy theory already that Netflix have paid them to keep Grosjean on because it will make good TV. I don't think it makes good TV. I want to see people racing. <laughs> well, no, for Netflix, not for F1. I don't, I don't give a shit about Netflix. <laughs> it's the most I've sworn in the opening few minutes of a podcast. I do apologise. <laughs> <this. laughs> it's because it's night now, because it's like autumn and shit. It's like Welcome to three, like four wheels. after dark. After dark. Yeah. It's okay, I'll probably get blamed. <laughs> You'll be fine. Nah. No, because you keep sh- you keep slagging off Charles Leclerc and Dan keeps getting the Dan, blame. Yeah, Dan keeps getting Someone heat. keeps ripping into Dan. Dan hates Charles Leclerc. <laughs> Hates him. Like, sometimes I think, God damn, stop it. He's a future world champion. Classically. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start calling you the anti-Oasis because you have changed your tune. Um, going, going back, I, actually, going back actually, to Actually, I need to clear my name. I've, the last podcast I did and the, la- and the one before it, I fucking said that we shouldn't count uh, Sebastian Vettel out. Wholeheartedly, I've been the only one back in Sebastian Vettel. The for a only comeback. one on the entire apart from one. In your prediction, one in the world. Uh, apart from your prediction <laughs> before the race yesterday, when you said that his crash was going to cause the first safety car. Oh no! Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you say every possible outcome, you will definitely be right. Th- right. I didn't believe that. If I'm honest. <laughs> I did, I, for, the benef- <laughs> for the benefit of anyone that can that can't see this, which is everyone apart from the four of us, Lee is now sort of standing a little bit stiff, but a little bit casual, like he's <laughs> getting a ball no, kick on our on our, um, <laughs> on our predictions. Didn't I vettel on the podium? I don't know. We'll, get, we'll, we'll come to No, we'll come you to had Alban, I think. I did have Alban, didn't I? That was a shame. So Kubica then. Mm-hmm. Um, did okay, actually. He said in his, um, his, his press stuff afterwards, he said like two years ago, wouldn't have been able to do that race. No. Um, did I... Did I hand... No, he wasn't in Formula One. Well, no, but physically. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, I uh, gave Robert Kubica the Driver of the Day award in the blog room for passing Kevin Magnuson on yes. genuine yep. pace. Legitimate yeah. pass. <laughs> a legitimate pass. Genuine pace. He passed Kevin Magnuson I towards the end of the race. I think more about I, what happened to that car at that certain say, point I think it race. might be more to do with the plastic bag, but... 
fucking plastic bag. Uh, Kevin Magnuson got a plastic bag stuck in his front wing, which is oh, why he had he? to make the second pit stop. Right, wow. It was bollocks. Well, it doesn't matter. Zero. After the pit stop, Magnuson was ahead. Kubica was behind it. All of a sudden, Kubica <laughs> passed him. But I noticed that, that after that, I don't know whether it was because of the pit stop or what, but he just didn't seem to be able to get heat back into the tyres. He just went backwards, didn't he? So because of Williams, Williams have inadvertently shown us this weekend just how poor a decision it is to keep on those Haas drivers. Kubica, yes. Kubica passed Magnussen. Yeah. Yeah. Grosjean was involved in what probably the worst deliberate accident I've seen since Schumacher hit Hill in 94. Worse than Schumacher hitting Villeneuve in... No, the, only the, the one worst, car- worst deliberate accident is Sebastian Vettel driving into Lewis Hamilton and back <laughs> yeah. go. Uh, there was no, was yeah, but no cars retired from no. that. <laughs> no cars to, like, retired from that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and people may differ, but in my opinion, Grosjean was behind George Russell going into the corner. Sean, you'll be yeah. uh, you'll be monitoring the Twitter account tomorrow while you're at home and I'm at work. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I look <laughs> in, forward to it. In my opinion, Grosjean was behind going into the corner. Grosjean was still behind going through the corner and was still behind coming out of the corner. He should have given up and he didn't. He caused the accident. Well, because he was, he was 100%. Behind, he was behind coming out of the corner because he hit Russell on the back wheel. Exactly. Mm. There was no point was that Romain Grosjean's overtaking opportunity. Not a single single point. Yeah, I can't argue with that. If there's a gap, it was a Senna, the Senna thing. If there's a gap and you don't go for it, you're any longer a racing driver. There was never a gap. No. Mm. And the funny thing was, anyone that... Because that... If I'm, if I'm at the right part of the circuit there, anyone that tried an overtake on that part of the circuit was... Cutting back. Was cutting back <laughs> yeah. and going on the inside... Hulkenberg did it to great effect, didn't he? A yep. few times mm-hmm. during the race. There was one point where, oh, I mean, we're not talking about Renault yet, there was one point where Hulkenberg was net leading that race. That's how bunched up everyone was. Yeah. Sadly, stuck behind Grosjean. Oh, Grosjean. yeah. Grosjean. 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 Yeah. I think we've just come up with the anti-driver of the day, haven't we? Anti-driver of the day mm. is putting it leniently. It is strange, though, isn't it? Because like, over the last couple of races, and I still kind of stand by this, that I think both drivers should be replaced... But if you were to squeeze the talent out of both of those drivers, you would get a fuller cup from Roman Grosjean. I think there's more natural talent and a faster person in him than Kevin Magnussen, but everything's relative. It's still a cup half empty yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, half yeah. full, though, isn't it? Um, I would sign Magnussen over Grosjean. But the thing is, you've got Grosjean there that's done well over the last couple of races. You know, since they moved him back to his old spec car and stuff, mm-hmm. He's had some good races. The minute they sign him, he starts crashing into people again. No, as soon as the pressure's off and he knows he's got a deal in his pocket, he's fucking shit. <laughs> I'd argue that he'd be shit all of the time. Oh, yeah, but I, I mean, he did this, this last year levels. as well, didn't he? He yeah. was shit for half the season. I'm so angry. Got a I've few got good hot. results. <laughs> it was like just enough to make it so that they have to keep him yeah, in. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Glasses are off. Glasses a hoodie are off. is off. The hoodie's coming off. Yeah, T shirt's coming off. Oh, my yeah. word, a thong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you have some buffalo cauliflower before you came around? No, I just talked about Roman Grosjean and boiled my blood. <laughs> Angry's up, angry's up the blood, does it, Grandpa yeah, Simpson? It does, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll find Chris's buff for all the cauliflower. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll, uh, just say resting for we'll, we'll, uh, we, we will We will do, Hasp. Um, K-Mag with his many pit stops in 17th, and Grosjean with an undeserved 11th. 
Yeah, okay. And the K- fastest lap for K-Mag. K-Mag with the fastest K-Mag lap for the second year lap. running. Yeah, yeah he did mm. get the fastest lap. And, of course, that means that is the first time this season that nobody's got the fastest lap bonus point. I had a fucking five on Kimmy. <laughs> the fastest lap. <laughs> we did have one person on the prediction game uh, with the fastest lap for K-Mag. Who? What mentalist One did person that? put Kevin this Magnuson down for fastest lap. This is someone who listened to last week's podcast because Sean Kelly predicted... A Kevin Magnuson fastest lap. Fastest well, lap he, and podium, which uh, was a he bit had wild. The, he holds the lap record, he doesn't does. he? Yeah. Because that, that, that fastest lap wasn't didn't break the lap record, did it? Which no, but was he, his from last year. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kevin which, Magnuson is still the lap record holder mm-hmm. around Singapore. Crazy. It's only two years that that configuration has been used, though, so it's not yeah, like an yeah. all-time yeah. fastest ever thing. And yeah, now it's turning yeah, it into the fucking Tour de France because of tyres. You know, it's not like the t- it's not like the top guys are putting the laps in, is it? Well, they've got the tires underneath them. Yeah, save save it all for the end. Yeah. Um, and no one had a free pit stop to do it at the end anyway. No, for once it was too bunched, mm. too bunched, too many safety cars because of because of all the free pit stops that everyone was getting earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Haas didn't look like rock stars. No. Once again. Um, Do you hold any weight to these uh, to stories tweet about them selling out to was it Saudi backers? No, next. Do you know? Do you not? I I the, I, I wholeheartedly believe. I that. think it's a sponsorship no, deal or something. There's a sponsorship deal that is French, which is apparently why Grosjean mm. has been kept on. I don't. I I is as bad as story L- is. du riche. <laughs> I I believe that they're trying to sell the team. Oh yeah, I, mean, I think they are, but I think they've gone French rather than Saudi is the yeah. the general rumor. It's a shame if we lose if we lose there because we we were all quite happy about uh, like getting an American team on the mm. grid. Mm-hmm. It'll be a shame, be a shame for the US Grand Prix as well if they lose there. Yeah, I, th- I think American the grid team. does need an American team, and we need an American driver. If I'm perfectly could honest, do with American drivers. I was watching the we were watching the IndyCar finale last night, and mm-hmm. there was a large number of drivers on that grid that. Would do a good job in Haas, better than the ones that they've got. I mean, even even not necessarily even an American driver, but a driver who's well known for his talents in North America. Yeah, somebody mm. like Scott Dixon or Will Power. Yep. Or, yeah. or Patrizio uh, Award is obviously the one Red Bull are going with. I yeah, su- I suppose the difference is because um, Indy, uh, Indy's so tight, you know, and it's quite a bunched up field. Would you leave? Well, bunched up field, Max Chilton. Yeah, but would you would you leave a competitive indie seat to go to what I I think Haas is the worst team on the grid right now they are the Williams are going forwards Haas are not in that respect Mm -hmm. yeah they are the worst team on the grid and it's not like they've fallen backwards because they haven't like developed or something like that they've fallen backwards because they don't know how to work their car and we want them to oh yeah absolutely absolutely don't like anyone being at the back nope like constantly, I mean, yeah. obviously somebody has to finish last. Yeah. But I mean, but a couple of years ago, when it was Sauber finishing last all the time. We were like, oh come on, Sauber, get it together. Mm. And then it, you know, McLaren and then Williams finishing at the back all the time. It's like, oh, come, come on, guys, get it together. Oh. Now Williams are getting it together. Yeah. And and Haas are now falling into that longevity of last place. Don't like it. But there just seems to be something worse about a team that can. They're still the new boys, essentially. Semi-consistently qualifying the top 10, and then we just watch them drive backwards for an entire race. There's something worse about that than just being at the back of the grid. If they were qualifying last and finishing last, yeah. Yeah. But when you're getting 
great one lap performances. Yeah. And then, right, now do a second lap. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's all, I mean, obviously these are the cards. I don't mean it's unfair, but it is kind of almost unfair on the other teams which are faster than Haas, which aren't making it through to Q3 yeah. because they can manage one decent lap. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it's uh, I think it's a lot fairer for the teams who get cars into eleventh and twelfth in qualifying, because they know the Hasses are going to go backwards and they've got their own choice of tyres. Was it mm. Austria where Magnussen qualified like fifth or something? Yeah. Mm. Was it Austria or Silverstone? That sounds about right. Somewhere, somewhere around there, Magnussen qualified fifth, and it was just like, how? Where did that come from? Yeah. It doesn't seem to be as big of a bonus these days, does it? Being eleventh. You know, it used to be... It used to be, wow, we look at that, Perez is 11th, yeah, he gets yeah. the first choice of three tyres. Or like back um, when Button was in McLaren, you'd you'd like Button had fall there and you think, oh, fucking hell, 11th, and like he's out of position, he could win this race. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, um, the gap between like the top six teams is so high now that even with a fresh set of tyres in 11th, whoever's 11th, can't really do anything They're anyway. going to be seventh at best, yeah. aren't they, unless someone mm. has an incident. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Um, what Max Verstappen said, I can't remember which race it was, when he got grid penalties. And Well, if everything plays out normally, I'm still going to finish in the top six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what wasn't it the... Um, no, it couldn't have been. What, what was the statistic, uh, the, the first... Was it... Was the Alpha leading the race, the first car that's led a race that isn't a Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes in three years? Something like that. There was a statistic like that that came out of this race. It was the that first time an sound... Alpha had led a race. Yeah, since yeah, yeah, I know that one. Lance Stroll led in Germany. So. Yeah. Right. Te- te- technically, he didn't because he didn't cross the line. Didn't in the cross line. the line. Oh, okay. yeah, so yeah. Lance Stroll was nev- has never actually led a whole lap. A whole lap. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think that was it. I think for three years. Because Giovinazzi led the race for three laps. About yes. that. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that in, it's been three years since anyone apart from a Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes wow. have led a race. That's a really depressing stat. Like, yeah, it is. really <laughs> yeah. depressing. I mean, I like it's not. Um, you look back to like in the nineties and stuff like that. You'd constantly because of at least because of pit stops, not because of merit, but you get like Jordan's leading a race. Yeah, yeah. Hill leading the British Grand Prix in a Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Damien Hill leading the British Grand Prix in an Arrows as well, didn't he? For a lap, did he, he finish sixth? Yeah, in that race. Yeah, yeah. So he he would have led the race at some point. Possibly. Uh, I think so. But uh, Oh, no, I think you're right. Because I seem to remember the British crowd cheering and then Murray Walker interjecting and saying the, 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 the cheers you can hear is because whilst all these pit stops are going on, yeah. Damon Hill has carried <laughs> on and is now leading the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a Jordan. No, no, I, I think I think he did think it in the arrows, arrows as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I was just there. before the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah, I was. it, it would have been 97, wouldn't yeah. it? I, I, that was the first race I ever went to. But anyway, Haas, terrible. Next. Next. Yeah. Racing um, point. Racing point. Uh, Perez, one, one, of the, uh, one of the retirements. They just had a really bad lap, didn't they? Everything was kind of vaguely okay, and then Perez stopped, and Stroll was in the pit with broken shit, and yeah. it all went... Off. Stroll is, is one of those drivers who I've, I've beaten on in the past. I've... Like, I, Still not entirely convinced that he's a, a Formula One driver. I don't think he's a Formula he's One. He's got driver. he's got pace, 
But my fuck, he can't race. No. <laughs> he drove into the wall. He not only himself. did he drive into the wall, when there were other people around him, he clearly didn't know where they were. It yeah. was like his car had no mirrors on it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what really worried me about Stroll as well, as far as like an out and out racer, was when he did drive into the wall, did you notice how he was taking his belts off coming down the pit lane? Like no. if you, when you're in the car with him, that. he unbuckled his belt and mm. threw one of them over his shoulder because oh, he God. thought he was retiring. <laughs> oh my God! Now I'm not being funny. When have you ever seen a driver, no matter what position they're in, come into the car, car in? By drivers have come into the car with broken suspension and still sat in the car because there might have been a chance for them to go back out again. Mm. But he was he just didn't want to race anymore. It's not the attitude for any for a sportsman of any kind. No, completely, completely mm-hmm. missed that. Mm-hmm. I missed it. I wouldn't be surprised if you got a retrospective penalty for that, if that's the case, because that's a safety issue. Yeah, I don't mm. think you're allowed to pool about at sixty kilometers an hour, not belted in. Yeah, not? absolutely. I mean, you get drivers do it at the end of the race, though. You know, you've had drivers like unbuckle themselves. Yeah, coming into Park Ferme when yeah. you're slow and yeah. Still, but in doing, an still, still doing like lane. over 100 mile an hour. Yeah, but in an, in an active pit lane during a race is a little bit it's Martino Mar- Ferrucci. It yeah. wasn't Mark Webber called to the stewards after his final race when he removed his helmet to wave at everyone. Yeah. He yeah, was called yeah, to the stewards yeah. and they went, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ban me. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we can't do anything. Just don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called the Zinedine Zidane method of punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, you with the red card. Right, okay, that is your last act of professional football. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, three ma- match ban. Yeah. <laughs> sit, sit down for half an hour and think about what you've done. Um, Perez, I mean, he was he was in the walls from Saturday morning onwards because, um, well, it actually started on Friday, didn't it? Yeah, when... on Friday he put Magnussen into the wall. On Saturday he put himself into the wall. With nobody around him. And damaged his gearbox, so he had a penalty. And then, yeah, on Sunday it was in an oil leak. Ended his day. So, great an Oil weekend. leak, Oil leak, yeah. They had to shut it down to save the engine. According to the team. This spec for Mercedes engine that's that's, yeah. that's the shit. Mm. Isn't <laughs> that the... I think that's the third time that that's happened. In... I think, yeah, Kubitzas went, didn't it? Yeah. Stroll lost one. Yeah. And now that now this one. Feels like it's a packaging issue, doesn't it, though, if it's, if it's every Mercedes team that isn't Mercedes. Yeah. You know, it's and they've don't forget they've put more cooling into the car as well. Well, the they times. they've had to, haven't they? Because yeah. I think um, they were concerned certainly at Silverstone, and I think mm. in a couple of races before that, uh, Bahrain seems to ring a bell where they thought they were going to have problems with the temperature. We'll talk but, talk about this a bit later on, I suppose. But it's because because we're talking about this now, it seems to fit. I think people getting excited about what Ferrari's doing, you should kind of keep that in perspective, is that this year, although they're going to win the Constructors and the Drivers' Championship, that's a bad Mercedes. They've built a bad car. don't think they have. I think they've built a very good car. I just think Ferrari built a better one. No, no, they've, put, they've, they've, they've hamstrung themselves with uh, too much downforce that they can't get rid of, of the car, which is which destroyed their top speed that they used to have, you know, as an advantage. And along with that, which has made the car even more draggy, 
they've had cooling issues so they had to put holes into the top of the car which is again affecting the aerodynamics it's not a it's not the mercedes we expect to see i have we will talk about this again as you say mm-hmm. later on but i have a slight theory about Ferrari's this. cheated again. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because they, they seem to have made some awful gains over that time where every team shuts down. Yeah, but no, it's <laughs> it's not that at all. It's um, Adrian. Did you see Adrian Newey pointing out the interesting things on the Ferrari? We'll talk about that later. Yes, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, again, another another duff one for racing point and yeah i say what you mean about stroll i mean this this circuit was well suited to him it's a lot like vacuum point and yeah. square mm-hmm. yeah drive fast slow mm-hmm. down turn 90 degrees drive fast repeat i think if there was any signs of stroll being a formula one driver it would have emerged by now on a more consistent basis than him being okay now and again he's got in the wet when it was yeah but like not Great. That's not enough, though, yeah. is it? You yeah. can't have like, How one surprised good race was everybody in the room when Stroll went out in Q1? Not. No. Yeah, zero. Yeah, zero exactly. Surprise. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch Q1 anymore. <laughs> I, I pop- you, you know, don't you? That yeah. It's the Williams, probably Stroll, maybe a Haas and a Toro Rosso. Yeah, I potter around doing stuff around the house, listening for, oh no, thinking, oh right, someone's crashed, something, something <laughs> exciting's <laughs> happened. Generally doesn't. So then I watch sometimes Giovinazzi. <laughs> you just wait for the form, for the F1 show on a Saturday afternoon because you can't wait to see Valtteri Bottas bobbing for apples in jelly. <laughs> right. I, don't, uh, I I don't watch the build-ups. I anymore. thought we were low races. Yeah. You mean you didn't see the one in Monaco with uh, no. Max and Gasly playing hooker duck? No. No. Good lord. Um, skies like pre and post race coverage it was like CBBS borders on satire now <laughs> it's fucking stupid I like their race coverage though I have to be honest because I, I don't mind the race but the actual like, I I don't I don't want to watch Formula One drivers race model cars in the pit lane no I don't the uh, I remember watching the, you know when Indy was um, delayed like when the Indy 500 was delayed mm. and I couldn't I kept thinking how refreshing it was just to have four pundits in a studio talking about the fucking sport. <laughs> what a revolutionary <laughs> approach. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you, you don't want that with British sports coverage. Being a long-time cricket fan and Test Match special listener. Yeah, we talk about sports. There are two cricket fans <laughs> in this room tonight. Watch yourself. Sean, you know the importance of cake to cricket, to cricket commentary. You, listen to te- you must have listened to Test Match Special when it rains. So they just talk about cake for five hours. I have not, I don't believe. I think, Like I said, I think there's more of a testament to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Test Cricket. I like the one-day format. Test Cricket is too slow. Way too slow. One-day format I can just about handle. Ah, no, you can't beat a good five-day match. A fi- exactly. A Formula One team. On fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about we'll talk about Alfa Romeo instead. Mm. Um, so Kimi ended up um, in the gravel or ba- we, uh, on the blue stuff. Or, mm. Yeah, what what was what was the quote? I was going nowhere anyway. Yes, mm. Kimi's fault. We think a little bit. Kimi had, had the said room. No one in particular. But yeah, I would possibly say more Kimi than Kvyat. Oh, Kvyat was perfectly entitled to to, to have a look. Uh, no, he torpedoed him. He came from so far behind. 
he was so far behind. He was he alongside had... when they had the accident. I yeah, no, he... but yeah, but he, he he came out and he was like, I think he was too far away to make that move, and he came in too hot and just drove clean into him. Kimmy, if you watch it, Kimmy hasn't even really turned by that point. No, there's one point where Kimmy is like hard left, but his wheels off, and he's still there giving yeah, it hard yeah. left. Like, but no, it's but not going when, anywhere. When mate. he's actually when he actually gets hit. He's hit just about to turn into the corner. No, he was well into the corner when he hit. When they hit, sure. I think think he was straighter than you're thinking he was. No, he was. He was probably about halfway around the corner. I'm I'm pretty sure he was. I think that was all Kvyat's fault. Absolutely, all of it. I'm convinced. I think. I think. I love Kimmy, but I think he was a bit, a bit at fault there. At least a bit, possibly. Who did he have coming together with the beginning? Because he had a coming together on the first lap as well, didn't he? Don't know. No, I know I'm he did sure. in Belgium did with Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there was something on the first lap that put him sort of further down. But yeah, not a good weekend for Kimmy. No. No. Oh, um, Nazi, on the other hand, mm. led the bloody race. Uh, <laughs> aside from the uh, 10 second penalty for getting too close to the crane that was moving Stroll's car, mm. because Stroll just decided to park. No, Perez. Oh, was it? Oh, sorry, Perez. Perez's car. Because <laughs> he just decided to park rather than aim for a gap. Um, there, there isn't a lot of yeah. gaps. You know, yeah, I don't think you had a choice. Yeah, that's why there's so many safety cars there. Is because mm. recovering cars is really there are difficult. Very yeah. few bits. But um, yeah, Giovinazzi, another decent performance. He is. He's definitely improving. Um, he also kept um, the Mercedes behind him a lot longer than he kept the Ferraris behind him when yeah, um, he did they his caught job him. As a Ferrari driver. Yeah, oh, he knows yeah. who's going to put him in he, that Sauber next year. He got, a, he, got a, he got a car 10th that's capable of being 6th or 7th. He did better than his teammate. He did do better than his teammate, but in general, I don't, you know... I don't think that car at that particular circuit on that particular. Oh no, day it's not, it wasn't. Was it's, I think it, I think it deserved of... to be where it was. Does it deserve to be where it finished? Yeah, yeah. If Ki- absolutely. If, if Kimmy would have had a cleaner race, he'd have been ahead of him. Mm, hard to tell. Hard to I say know, I mean, because of the way Kim, the pit stops were. Kimmy wasn't having a clean. Didn't have the clean race because of the retirement. But yeah, he said so he was having problems with the car anyway. Same as science as well. You know, science, science would have been up there. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he had a great race. I think he had a. An, an exceptionally long stint, which let leaving left led him, left him to lead the race. I'm still yet to be convinced. I think he will be in the car next year, but I'm still yet to be convinced that he should be. Giovinazzi, yeah, yeah, he's got more work to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's a long way from the finished article, but he's definitely a lot better than he was at the start of the season. I do, uh, yeah, but I don't think he'll ever get there by the looks of it. You like I say, you can usually see a spark or something in people. But him and Stroll, I don't, I don't think there's much between them. I'd say, I'd say he was a better driver than Stroll. Oh, he's a better mm. driver than Stroll, but I don't think there's much. He's closer. He's closer to Stroll than he is to Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> 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 but uh, I don't know. So's Hulkenberg. Yeah. And look how much you rate him. And we will do Renault next. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk, bad start. Good race. Great, great recovery. Yeah. Had he got past Grosjean, um, and in all fairness, Grosjean defended well, Hulkenberg yeah. didn't have the pace to get past him for a fair few laps. It was a, it was about nine laps, I think, he was stuck behind him. Yeah. Uh, then Hulkenberg would have led the race. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I worked it out with the, with the Delta that, 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 that that's how it was going to work out. If, if all the top six pitted within a couple of laps of each other, 
Hulkenberg was net leading. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame he's not going to get a drive next year. Well, don't know it for definite, but it does. It's looking it does look good. There was there's another podcast that's put forward a conspiracy theory, which I think is wrong. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be great in the Ferrari simulator next year. <laughs> <laughs> With his experience in... Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, where's that? That's the current simulator driver. I could, <laughs> I could see him being on the list for that, but I don't think it's going to happen now. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a bit, yeah. but great comeback. Um, Danny Rick. Again, looked like having a great comeback. Mm. Then, then, oh, Danny Rick. Puncture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who was it he hit? Giovinazzi. Yeah. They were both... They were yeah. the last two cars to come in for the new tyres. They had their coming together, and then they both had to come in. Yeah, yeah. Danny Ricardo was um, having a wonderful recovery race. He looked like Danny Ricardo again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, points. he was like, he was a honey badger at one yeah. point on team mm-hmm. radio, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Let's go, boys, let's get him. Yeah, uh, and swearing and stuff. But uh, and was... That, was, that was about thirty seconds before the puncture as well. Yeah, unfortunately, well, no, I think it was earlier on. But um, yeah, he was he was well up for it and was racing really well. Didn't work out for him there. The car, the car's definitely coming to him now. He definitely seems more at ease with the car. Yeah. Because I mean, he admitted at the start of the season that he was he was struggling to come to terms with everything that it did. Mm. But that's the first car that you, you you can't count what he did with HRT because no. that, that that was hardly a car. But that's this is the first car that he's driven that hasn't had that Adrian Newey slash Red Bull even yeah. influence because yeah, there was yeah. obviously some Adrian Newey scraps being thrown at the Toro Rosso. Of course, yeah. And, you know, dr- driving a car that, well, we'll just say the Austrian organisation has had no input into for the first time. It's going to be a culture shock and it's going to be a massive change to the way that you do things. Um, but... Perform- Performance-wise, he's definitely improving race by race. And I'd be really interested to see how he deals with what they throw at him next season. Do you know I'd be more interested to see? I'd be more interested to see what would have happened if he'd taken Science's seat instead. I'd like to have seen what Daniel Ricciardo could do could have done in that McLaren. Mm. Apparently, it was an option for McLaren. They yeah. were talking to him, apparently. But they plumped for, for Chile instead. Well, apparently it was the other way around, wasn't it? It was up to Daniel Ricciardo where he went. He had, he kind of had the choice between Renault and Certainly uh, Renault announced Ricciardo quite a bit before yeah. McLaren announced Sainz. And it was, it was a, that was why Sainz wasn't confirmed because oh, okay. Sainz was going to go where Daniel Ricciardo didn't go. Right, okay. So if Ricciardo went to McLaren, Sainz just stayed probably Renault. still Renault. Yeah. Um, and I do like because I think I think Science is doing a perfectly good job of McLaren. I think he's doing a fantastic mm. job. I think Daniel Ricciardo is a much better driver than Science. And I think we'd have still had the same entertaining relationship with Norris. With I, think I think it would have been better. <laughs> I mean, you were saying they were in the was it thurs- um, Thursday, the Thursday press, press conference, conference together, acting like a pair of naughty school kids when they weren't being asked questions. Yeah, I think that was the thing though, because the, the other people in the press conference were Grosjean, who'd just been announced as staying at Haas, Kubica, who'd just been announced as going from Williams, and Hamilton. So no one really cared that Norris and no. Ricardo were there. Yeah, I suppose nobody had anything interesting to say, did they? Yeah, they than... had no serious questions thrown at them. They were just fannying about on the end, mm. which is <laughs> more entertaining, really. Given your average F1 press conference these days? Hell yeah! 
Uh, right, Toro Rosso next. Um, Kvyat in 15th and Gasly in 8th. Wonderful race for Pierre Gasly. Kept Alexander Albon sort of within, not striking distance, but I'm sure you could definitely see him on that mm-hmm. long straight. Yeah. Uh, thinking that's my car, I need to push to get to him, you know, need to get him, and that would have spurred him on. Mm. But, you know, he, he had a Lando Norris in front of him who wasn't going to move. <laughs> and uh, Gasly, of course, one of the the only driver, I think, who started on hards. Yes, he was. It went from hards to softs. Yeah. Rather than hards to mediums or mediums to hards, which... So hung, the, the, hung those tyres out for a hell of a long time. Well, mm-hmm. he was the only driver to have soft tyres on at the end of the race, which was a worry apart for... From, apart from Magnussen. Of course, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because Magnus, Magnuson stopped yeah. to get rid of the plastic bag. And yeah, I do That's apologize. when he put the socks yeah. on because that's Quite all we right. had left. Um, it was uh, worrying for, for Lando Norris that, you know, he could quite easily zip past him on the on the soft tyres, but he didn't. Uh, regardless, a wonderful drive for Pierre Gasly. Had he got past Norris, we might have been talking about the fight, the enough closing laps between Albon and Gasly. Mm. And that would have been some sort of... Crash. Yeah, spe- well, no. <laughs> Fifth place for Lando. <laughs> if I can't have the car, no one can. Do you think this is this is what um, this is proof that Pierre Gasly was brought up to Red Bull too soon? He's adapted. Remember that he hadn't driven the Toro Rosso car mm-hmm. much like Albon hadn't driven the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, he's adapted to the Toro Rosso. Probably just as well as Albon's ad- adapted to the Red Bull. But he's driving the Toro Rosso a lot better than he drove the Red Bull. Yes, he is, yeah. yeah. And but it's, I mean, Albon said himself that the, the Red Bull ultimately is a faster car, but it's more difficult to drive. Yeah. So, you know, if, if he's doing better in the uh, Toro Rosso and it's easier to drive, that does suggest a... Maybe a skill deficit. Do you know what I mean? For when when moving up to a top team, yeah, I thought it's more of an adaptation thing. And I think I said this when mm-hmm. Gasly was still at Red Bull that he's not adapted to the car, yeah, as quickly as he should have done. No, um, like we were saying with Danny Ricciardo before, it took him a little while to adapt to the Renault. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now he's adapted to it. Now he's. Not not this race particular, but now he's starting to put Hulkenberg away quite consistently. Yeah. Whereas early early season we were like, is Hulkenberg brilliant? Or is Ricardo not as good as we thought he yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was just a case of adapting to the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if he's done enough to warrant going back to Red Bull yet. Uh, he's going to have to do something pretty special in there. In a final few races, or hope that Albon is just terrible. I think that's the bigger issue: is that Albon's done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Albon hasn't really, as you say, done anything wrong. I, I think it. I think Albon's still in the position where it's his seat to lose. Mm. I, th- I think Albon's excelled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's from what from what you expect from him. He hasn't. He's he hasn't really had clean races until this weekend, and then what he gets hit with is Singapore, which he's never driven, which mm-hmm. is like the, the hardest, longest race of the calendar. Yeah. And a, and a track that doesn't really suit yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. Now, I'm, look, I'm looking for... Which is strange, because it always used to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in Russia, because that's a track that he has raced on before, yep. mm-hmm. and he's going to be in a car that he's now got three races under his belt, mm-hmm. and is the fastest thing that he's ever driven. Yeah. So... Next week is going to be the big um, the big proving ground. Yeah, for I hope I hope he has a clean weekend. You know, no 
engine changes or anything like that. But going back to, to Toro Rosso, I thought mm. Danny Kvyat was having a really good race until that collision with Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, yes. I still think Raikkonen was mainly at fault for that. But confirmed for next year, Kvyat. I think that will week, happen it, next so? week because don't forget it was Russia last year where they said he was coming back. No, it's been it was confirmed this weekend. Helmut Marko confirmed it on the F1 show. The Kvyat be driving. Oh, no yeah. one watches yeah. the F1 they show. Oh, what, not, did, he, what did he do? Um, pull, put his hand into a <laughs> yeah. fish tank and shook a magic eight ball. So, <laughs> hang on, hang on, wait there. You're telling me that Helmut Marko said on the F1 show that Danny Kvyat will be driving a Toro Rosso next year. Yes. That means that Danny Kvyat will not be driving a Toro Rosso. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, uh, he, he was having a coffee and Karoon and the... Who's the lady with the He was having a coffee? What? What? Yeah, yeah. Wait, stop. Yeah. Marco was having a what now? Coffee. Then not a Red Bull. Well, he was, he was, he was, was having a, a drink. Was it, was it a hot Red Bull? <laughs> it, it, it was a drink in a white cup. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> and, a gin. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, he's, a, he's a schnapps kind of guy, you can tell. Karun uh, elbowed her in to go and to speak to him to see if he'd have a word with them. And she went over and had a chat. She said, well, how, how the drivers are? And she said, is there any thoughts on next year? And he, and he said, like, oh, Kivy up be in the car next year. And it's a straight fight between um, the Gasly and Album for who gets the Red Bull seat. Congratulations, Yuri Sonoda. You just had your Toro Rosso drive confirmed. Well, see, that's what no, but that's what I found interesting about it because I'm sure the way uh, I might be wrong, but I'm sure the way he worded it was, it's a straight fight between them for the Red Bull seat. What he said was, it, uh, Kvyat is confirmed for next year already. At least internally, it's clear. Then it's between Gasly and Albon. It's who he just, said it for Toro yeah. Rosso, right? Okay. He didn't say Toro Rosso specifically, but between Gasly and Alvin yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds, yeah. But uh, it does make me wonder whether they've got an idea of putting somebody else in the Toro Rosso and it's whoever doesn't make it into Red Bull might have issues. In finding a seat. Yeah. I mean, I think the old... Hulkenberg un- goes to Red Bull. No, no Christian Horner said um, no. from the pit wall on Friday, he said that they're, they're not particularly interested in Hulkenberg. Fair enough. Kvyat's done will do well there though because if he's in the car for next year, he will get a, a, like a year extension for 2021 if he doesn't fuck it up because they're going to want somebody experienced in the car for the new regs. There's a damn good chance. I, I think pretty much un- unless something major happens with a top driver moving around, you know, like like cha- Vettel. championship wise <laughs> yeah. moving for 2021, I think Whoever we get next year, you're going to see a pretty static grid going from next year to 2021. Except in Mercedes. Except Mercedes. No, that's what I mean, apart from the big teams, which which might plug someone in because they're thinking of championships, not just sorting a car out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from from a development point of view, you need to know something if everything yeah. else is new and the driver is mm, i mean I, I suppose when you've got mercedes as well if they do if they do get rid of bottas for 2021 it's not like they haven't got like one of if not the best driver on the grid as their experienced head mm. it's not the end of the world yeah. is I mean, it? they'll probably is, be okay yeah <laughs> i mean this 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 is bad news for uh jack aitken because when he wins f2 next year then he's not gonna have an f1 seat to go to the following year no 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 <laughs> Uh, where are we next? Oh, McLaren. So, McLaren. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Sainz had everything ruined on the first lap, basically. Yeah, yeah he could have been in a position that Lando was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Would have been interesting to see them two race as well, because 
uh, Lando seemed to have the legs on Carlos all the way through the weekend until Q3. Uh, Lando said himself that Q1 was good, Q2 was better, Q3 just made too many mistakes. Yeah. Um, but in the, what was it? His qualifying lap in Q two, he was what two hundredths away from Ferra- from Vettel and the Ferrari. Yep. Yeah, it was a tremendous lap. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, sorry, sorry, everyone, for that earthquake. I just kicked the table. That wasn't my vape falling over, by the way. No, it was me kicking the table. I am sorry about the thunderstorm that you just heard in your ears. Um, unless Paul's edited it out, in which case no apology required. I, I, it's going to be a I'm very looking, swift editing job. I'm looking at job. the file, it doesn't look like it's particularly clear on and that. And it's going to be a very swift editing job tonight. I've got work in the morning now. There is that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, full-time worker, Paul. Um, yeah, uh, Lando Norris impresses me with every race. Um, he's been unlucky at a few races. The only time I can think he's ever made like a proper mistake, like a, like a genuine like. M- error was when he tried to overtake Lance Stroll in Spain and they both ended up in the gravel. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a bit, a bit silly, a bit, bit naive of Lando to try and overtake there in particular. Uh, and also, um, his, his first lap doesn't tend to be the best, um, but that's something that's going to come with time. Uh, it's a rookie enthusiasm, isn't it? Like, I will just charge forward. Oh, shit, there's other things going on. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's lost three places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's something that... Um, he's, he's kind of tempered that a bit over the last few races. I think he was, yeah, he was losing bit. an average of three places a race over the uh, first five or six of the season. Giovinazzi is another... another. We can kind of call him a rookie this year. Who um, He was doing something similar, but he's... Sorted himself out for first lap, but you don't you don't notice it so often now because he's he's not near the front. But um, yeah, Lando Norris has shown himself up against Carlos Sainz, given that Carlos Sainz how highly rated Carlos Sainz is, showing himself very well, um, and showed himself brilliantly in the race as well. Right, the car was in the right place as I was saying earlier. At one point, it looked like the top six has, has skipped away from the rest of the field. You know when they eventually bolted yeah. a little bit before mm-hmm. the stops. Oh well, that's it. The gap back, the gap from Albon to to Norris was like four seconds, yeah, four and a half yeah. seconds. Within, but before the pit stops, within like a couple of laps, it was back down to like two point one. Mm. I was like, Lando's gone with them. He's he's picked I up this think again. A little bit of that was Bottas backed off Hamilton to give himself clear track to go for a fastest lap Bottas. run. So he kind of backed Albon yeah. into Norris. I if think it, if it was when Bottas was told to slow down to allow Hamilton to catch up. Bottas was lapping three seconds. That was before the pit was stops. It? Yeah, oh, but, yeah. but Bottas ended up lapping three seconds a lap slower there than he could have done to to allow that to happen. Mm. But I mean, Lando, Lando was hanging on to the back of the top six. Oh, yeah. Although they were going again, slower again yeah. with with the difference in pace, he was probably flat out, and they were exactly. Mm. And I'd argue that if if they didn't, because because they started fast on the first lap. And if they weren't considerably faster than Lando, then he wouldn't have had there wouldn't have been the gap there for him to go that fast to catch up. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, what um, what was it? Sean said I think it was on about lap four or five. The Leclerc's last lap was eleven seconds slower than his pole lap. Yeah, it's crazy. But as far as McLaren goes, though, if you, when you actually look at it, they still have like over a race distance. 
They've still got like 30-odd seconds to find, haven't they? They have, but remember Red Bull had that was at the beginning of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I'm not saying it's... It's I mean, findable with, mm-hmm. with the right things. It's so much better than where they were. I'm going to say, com- yeah. compared to how they've been since the Honda lump mm-hmm. went in the back, yeah. and to be honest, last season of Mercedes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they've come a long way. I think they've, they've now sort of shed everything that was the end of the Ron Dennis years. I'd say they were, McLaren were in a better position the last year of Mercedes, weren't they? They were in a better position they're in now. They, um, they won a race that year. At, at the no, start, at the start they, had, of the, they had a podium. They had a podium. Didn't Jensen Button win Brazil that year? That was the, the last year race. Was it the year before? Was yeah. It? Yeah, they started all right that year and then just gradually slipped, yeah, slipped yeah. further down. And that, the only podium they had was in Australia. Mm. So, but I think we'll see a McLaren podium in the next two years. I should fucking hope so. <laughs> I think I think if they don't if they don't score a podium in the next in the next couple of years, I think McLaren are going to be in a bit of bit of bother really because it means they'll have hit a wall somewhere you know on on their trajectory. What was the up. last race to not feature to feature somebody other than Red Bull, Mercedes, or Ferrari on the podium? Germany, Maybe. of yeah. course. Yeah, 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 <laughs> of course. So, yeah. yeah. Before that. Baku, Baku, the year before. Mm. Baku, the year before. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Baku. Was on. No, it was Perez. 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 Stroll the year before. Stroll the year before. Yeah. It's not mm. quite as bleak, but no. It's, I mean, but generally, the podium is locked out by the top three. Da- mm-hmm. top, unless yeah, top it's six. something properly yeah. wild. Unless, unless going real on. shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's usually something in the top six, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, I, I meant, by, by top three, I meant top three teams. Yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, the, the podium's generally locked out by the top three. Yeah. <laughs> Revolutionary <Well>. statements. <laughs> to finish first, first you've got to finish first. <laughs> and to finish second, you have to finish behind the man that finished first. <laughs> but ahead of everybody behind you. Second comes right after first. Yes. And to finish th- yeah, anyway. This is the, the shit that pulls the listeners in right here. Yes. <laughs> quality analysis. <laughs> Thank you, fake Ted Kravitz. <laughs> Uh, right, Red Bull next. Albin in sixth, and mm, Verstappen. You have Mercedes oh, sorry, next. we do have Mercedes. I mean, I'm not used to doing Mercedes this nope. early. Yeah. No, Mercedes. Hamilton fourth, Bottas fifth. Now we th- all thought that 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 was not going to be the case. There was going to be at least one Mercedes on the podium. Mercedes lost the race, but they got it wrong. Yeah, because they should have pitted Lewis early. They were chasing, and they didn't race. They didn't do the race. Like they were chasing, they did a Ferrari. They they yeah. waited till somebody else did something, yeah. and then reacted to it too late. Did you see the pit interview with uh, with Hamilton at the end? Where you know when he radioed in and said, "I want to undercut them." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because he'd already said yeah. at the big uh, before the race started in the like in the debrief or not debrief, pre-brief. In the pre-brief. pre-brief. <laughs> the uh, he'd the already said that he. He thought mm. even if he would, if they landed him in traffic, he would prefer to try the undercut than the overcut. And they vetoed him and said, "No, like we're gonna go, we're gonna go this way." And Hamilton was right. Yeah, and that's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, for once, we didn't see Mercedes' usual pit lane shenanigans. Or no. they didn't show them on TV. They were getting tyres ready, and all of a sudden they were making pit stops. That's not the way they've been running this no. year. I wonder if someone's had a bit of a word. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if, um, if Michael Massey had uh, said just. I think quit when it. they've when they've come out to do this pit stop, I think they've genuinely uh, when they've gone to the pit, 
they've genuinely had in, like an intention of pitting one of the cars. I don't think they were doing. They were faking it. No, I'm sorry. I no. think that I think they are invoking the spirit of 1994 Benetton. Maybe I'm not sure. I mean, there'll I be radio so. and pit pit button evidence to yeah. confirm or deny. Yeah, yeah. But oh. I, I suspect they may have had a, a quiet. All right, we know you've been talking about it over the radio, but yeah, yeah, time to box. <clears throat> but they didn't seem to know what the. the they didn't seem to know when to pit them, and that's that's a, that's a bit worrying. And realistically, as well, like they had the fastest car. I think that I think Lewis Hamilton in a Mercedes was quicker than both the Ferraris if he'd got in clean air. Yeah, I think Bottas did have fastest lap up until the point where Magnussen obviously came mm-hmm. in and put the new tires on, so it was yeah the fastest car. But like Bottas was dropped again, wasn't he? He was due, like by the top three. I think he backed off late on to have a stab at the fastest lap. Oh no! But I mean, at the beginning of the oh, race, the he was dropped. Yeah, a little yeah. The were the were pulling away a little bit, and he, mm. he he was struggling to keep up. Yeah, I um, I think that's a bit unfair. I think he was managing the tires. Yeah, I think well, will be as the, everyone the was, they dropped back. Everybody dropped back to like one point two ish seconds. Hamilton had a look at Leclerc a few times, but nothing doing. I mean, the th- the thing was, uh, it was blatantly obvious the cars were capable of so much faster. And yeah. Mm. Um, it's not a case of being dropped. It was yeah, managed gap, managing the tires, having to. I mean, when you're going slower, the gap's got to be even bigger. Mm. And there's the cooler as well. Had we stop, he had Verstappen in front of him, didn't he? Bottas had Verstappen yeah. in front of yeah. him. See, I don't understand why he. I, I can get why Hamilton was couldn't get past the Ferraris and was following them round. I don't get why at that point in the race. Bottas wouldn't have even had a go at trying to get himself into fourth. Yeah, Verstappen wouldn't have made it easy, and to follow, you get then the heating issues, and we know Mercedes is a bit tighter. Yeah, on Yeah, but heating. you've got you you had you'd have had a Mercedes with DRS at some point. You'd have thought mm. there, there could have at least been a stab at on the DRS with the with the power advantage. I think uh, that's it, though. I think to get past Verstappen, you need a bit more than a stab. Mm. Well, I think you just need a bit sword. more. I don't think, but I don't think Hamilton would have sat there if it was Verstappen. No, he'd have he because he'd have wanted to try and get past Verstappen to get back after the Ferraris. But I, like, I, I, I think it compounded to me that I don't know what Mercedes should have done, and I don't know who they should have hired. But I think it was a stupid mistake resigning Bottas. No, I don't. At the same time, I think. Verstappen not catching the Ferraris mm. when he was behind, when he was behind, when he was in third after the, yeah. all the stops are settled down. I think that sort of just nails on to sort of what kind of race we were looking at. It was. I don't it, think. I don't think uh, the Delta Verstappen, had, Verstappen didn't have the car to catch the Ferraris. Didn't have the car to catch the Ferraris, but also kept the Mercedes behind him. Yeah, no, I, I can. I can have getting. Pa- I can have getting past somebody. But I don't mm. think uh, I don't think he had the he had the pace to race the Ferraris this weekend. Maybe not, but I mean it was such a slow race that anyone could have gone faster and mm-hmm. had a go at it. And it just, it's just a, it's a game of management more than a race. Yeah, which was it was I don't know. I was I was a bit disappointed by the Singapore Grand Prix, but um, needless to say, going back to Mercedes, they got it wrong. They Ferraried themselves. Yeah. they got the pit call totally, totally wrong. And they they allowed Ferrari to win three races on the bounce. Mm-hmm. So, see, all I can think here is I I know people are moaning about. Are we, I take it we're going to do everybody now. We're going to do the Ferraris and Mercedes and Red Bull all together. Well, can do Red Bull and Ferrari the last two they, teams. They will we'll come next on yeah. the on the order. 
Um, I can't help but think for Mercedes that it, I, I, I kind of think this might fix fix Vettel a bit. You know, it's the uh, we'll see in in Russia whether it has done or not, and if it does, I think Mercedes are in trouble because I don't think they will next year. If you if you have two drivers on form in Ferrari, I, that's that's the constructors' championship. Here's my theory that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Mercedes, and I did mention this in the blog room yesterday. What if Mercedes have been ballsy enough to go? You know what, lads? Don't think even if the red men win the rest of the races, not going to catch us because we'll still pick up enough points to 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 be champion in both both situations. Because yeah. we 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 so we so up early doors before mm-hmm. the champion. Fuck this year's car. All resources on next year's. I think you're probably right. I think they're probably doing that. Yeah. And I we d- know we know Ferrari are still developing because they brought like a new floor. Yeah, yeah. Adrian very knew, very different looking. Adrian new floor. pointing it out and like mm. basically telling the cameraman where to look. Mm. Like if you just look under the, to the front of the nose, there they got an interesting thing which obviously gives them a bit more downforce. On yeah, them. and knew he understood it because of course he understands mm. aerodynamics and he understood exactly what Ferrari had done. He's almost as good as scarves. <laughs> 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 but if that's if that fix has given Ferrari decent downforce for the you know, for the for the slower slow corners, mm-hmm. then we do have an actual race actual races on our hands for the rest of the season. Which well, is great. I, I think we will do because they've won on three different circuits now. And in three that car. Well, yeah, two circuits which are quite similar characteristics. Two, and, two and, fast and a slow one. Yeah, yeah, but Singapore's a good one to do, especially mm-hmm. after they brought that upgrade in as well, which theoretically speaking should work in Russia as well because it's not too dissimilar to yep. Singapore should in terms work, and given they were, they were good at Spa they should be good in Japan too maybe Japan's a bit of a mixture of everything mm. Japan's tight twisty and fast at the same time yeah that's where strangely enough it's kind of where I expect McLaren to do very well mm. but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah we'll see um, the rest of the season looking interesting I mean, yeah. Even if the championships are sewn up, let's let's have some decent on track action between Absolutely. now and the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, if, it, just, if Mercedes doing nothing and just sitting back and saying they won't right, be happy won. by not winning races and finishing fourth or fifth, they won't be happy with that. But the long and short of it is, Hamilton extended his championship lead again. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the funny thing, isn't it? Like he's he's what. 80 points ahead of Bottas or 60 points ahead 65 of Bottas? 65 points, something like that. And you said 100 of... points ahead of Leclerc. He was 102. Leclerc, uh, Leclerc being second in the race would shorten that a bit. And I, eight points or something? Something like that. I would argue this is Hamilton's worst year in Formula 1. Certainly his worst year for qualifying since 2008. Um, He was better in 2016 when he lost the World Championship. He, he was now. better in 2016. He had a, he had a different rival then. He, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't really got anyone near him no. at the moment. So yeah, the uh, the whole Ferrari resurgence thing, as we were talking about on our chat thread, is fantastic because we want to see Ferrari. Yeah, we want to see we want to see all teams racing each other all the time. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Well, but, as I said on the last podcast I was on, uh, I really I really wanted Vettel to sort it out because I'd hate to see him retire like he's been this year. Do you know what I mean? You, nobody wants to see somebody retire too early. 
And I think it would have been if if he'd have carried on having a terrible year. The thing is, was Leclerc told not to attack Vettel at Singapore? He he wasn't. No, he wasn't told he, not he to. Asked he was told for to more race. engine, didn't he? Yeah, and they wouldn't give it to. Yes, him. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, Eventually, they, they did because he wouldn't show uh, up. And but not only the did they give him the whatever it is plus mo- uh, like whatever their magic button like is a1 a plus or something well like they that, gave him it? a1 and then on another lap as well they gave him a1 plus they did give him all the tools to try and fight vettel oh right mm. i didn't i missed that yeah but I what, anthony what, davison did a, a big explainer uh, at one point but what they did do i was, was possibly hallucinating and saying coyotes at the time <laughs> yeah. but, but what they did do they didn't tell him that they'd pitted vettel well, when Vettel was putting that crazy outlap together, because there was something like, something else I saw was saying that the predicted time he could have made up on his outlap uh, that the computer came up with was like 2.2 seconds, and he made three seconds up on his outlap. I do I do remember it saying there yeah. was a 74% chance of Vettel at yes. one point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doing what we one of our favourite graphics, but they didn't. Tell. <laughs> it says an overtake underneath. It it's say really overtake. small print, so it does just look like it says however many percent chance of whatever driver. But but they didn't tell Charles Leclerc they pitted him, so, so he didn't have a chance to do a fast in no. lap. The the only if, the only thing I would say with that was is when they did tell Charles Leclerc to push, the tyres had gone, if you remember, because he, he tried pushing and they didn't actually go anywhere, mm. did they? Is this payback for what he did in qualifying in Italy? I think Possibly. It's pay, I think it's payback for quality for what he did in Italy. I think it was just reminding him that he's a Ferrari driver and not, he's not a Charles Leclerc driver. Because he did say, we talk after the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, I don't think will do him any harm. No. Because you do, you do still have to remember that you are part of a team. Just so everyone knows, yeah, if you're a Ferrari fan and a Charles Leclerc fan, you can now not complain about Lewis Hamilton crying over the radio. <laughs> That's something You're not allowed to do that anymore because Charles Leclerc cried more than a school full of children <laughs> that had Barney murdered in front of them. <laughs> that, no, that's Grosjean levels of wine. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't quite up there. Yeah, what was it, what was it your tweet from... 20 uh, minutes in. 20 minutes 20 into minutes FP1. 20 minutes into FP1, he was mm-hmm. bitching about something. Yeah. Um, Can't remember what, it wasn't anything important. I think the other thing to remember as well is that uh, Ferrari still, still believe that Vettel is owed a race win from Canada. Yeah. So uh, the the other one as well, which you can't get past, is Vettel's had terrible fucking uh, seasons so far. He's got himself in a load of scrapes. He's not been driving well. Uh, it's not in Ferrari's interest as much as it's entertaining for like Charles Leclerc fans and mm-hmm. other Formula One fans. It's not in Ferrari's interest to crush one of their drivers. No, no, absolutely. You know, if if they have the opportunity to try to engineer the best possible way they could to help Sebastian win a race and maybe help fix his mental state, that's a positive thing for Ferrari. It's not like the old days where Barrichello gets brake problems with three corners to go and has to pull over. Oh, no, sometimes <laughs> I think they ran a book on whether like, he'd just walk out of, the, out of the garage and end it all. <laughs> <laughs> By it all, you mean his career, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> End all his ties with the team. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just put a, a concrete helmet on and jump in the lake. 
Powerboat racing. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly, Nico Rosberg thinks there will be fireworks internally at Ferrari oh, after this. No, there won't be fireworks internally. Something at Ferrari that after begins. This. Yeah, but what, what's Nico Rosberg's idea of fireworks, though? It's the one with a lighter. Well, to um, be fair, he knows all about it. He knows all about teammates not getting on with each other. <laughs> I was going to say, what burns with a beige flame? Yeah. I, I think there'll be a. There would have been a discussion. No, yeah, but I think exactly what we just said before. Some Leclerc will have gone in there and what the hell, guys? Why did they do that? And they'll be like, remember what you did in Italy to him mm-hmm. qualifying? So you'll sit down and remember that this is your first year in this team. Yeah. I think the other thing to remember is as well, if if they pitted Leclerc and stuck him into the same gap that they stuck Vettel into, yeah, then uh, Vettel would have pitted around the same time Leclerc did and he'd have come out about fourth or fifth. If they'd have done that, they didn't get a one-two. Yeah, exactly. The only way to get a one-two was to pit Vettel first. I'm pleased, and he inherits the inherits the lead. I'm Heretics pleased that, that, that Vettel has as as at least, and I hope it's a bit more than this, but he's at least stuck a plaster over the shit that people have been saying he's finished. Yeah. It's time for him to go. Admittedly, I might have said something like that, mm-hmm. but I'm pleased that he's. Managed I, don't, I don't think he was out of order though saying no. that. When you look at the, he's had two years. Of, of driving accidents. terribly, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely stuck a plaster over it, mm-hmm. and I, and you know, I hope he goes on to heal it. Oh yes, yeah, we'll see if the glue sets. But I think he's. I think the the the, the possibility of of what it only takes one more mistake. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Vettel under pressure in any race from now until the end of the season. Yeah, and you know Ferrari's now a winning car again, thanks to whatever. But the, you know, this this aerodynamic being upgrade. faster at certain tracks than all the other cars, all the tracks at the moment. <laughs> I think that new floor they've put on the car has given Vettel enough downforce to trust the back end of his race car. I again. mean, nobody saw that. Nobody saw this performance level nope. from Ferrari no. coming. No. Um, as we'll get to our, we'll get to the predictions, and um, it doesn't make pleasant reading unless your name is Rich Walker no no <laughs> well Ferrari did well in that race I, I'm not I'm not I don't want to diminish Sebastian Vettel's win but for the, it was done by Ferrari not by Sebastian Vettel he didn't mm-hmm. really have to race anyone to I win I disagree when you have uh, the way he got through the traffic and he built a six second gap up to Charles Leclerc mm-hmm. and then on every restart he Fucking nailed his nailed his restarts and broke the DRS from his teammate and got himself a sec- second ahead. Like in the first lap, that was Red Bull Sebastian Vettel. That first laps, that yeah. was Red Bull Sebastian Vettel back. He did he did break the DRS early with with the safety car restarts, but he's a master at doing that. He always has been a master at doing that. I don't think he would have done that early in the season. Don't know, but he didn't have to. He didn't have to defend. He wouldn't have had the opportunity. No, no, he, didn't, he wouldn't you know have had I mean? the opportunity because he wouldn't have been in the lead at the safety car restart. No, no, the car wouldn't have been there under him. But this is the thing. He didn't have to defend because he was quicker than his teammate. If if Charles, if Charles Leclerc had been quicker than Sebastian Vettel at those points in the race, he would have had to defend and he would have been raced. Much in the same way as if Raikkonen had finished the race, he would have finished ahead of Giovinazzi, but... No, no, but you put Charles Leclerc was there. Charles Leclerc was behind him. If Charles Leclerc had it yeah. to go as quick as Sebastian Vettel, he would have been with Sebastian Vettel. I think he like he did get he got the he got the best strategy. But you show me somebody that won with a bad strategy. You know when you tell a kid off when they've been really naughty. 
Yeah. Yeah. They've been naughty for days on end. You tell yeah. them off, and then they're good for a day. Yeah. But if you hit them, they'll be good for a lifetime. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> tell them off, and then they're good for a day, and you think, fucking brilliant, I've cracked it. And the next day, they turn around in a little shit again. Yeah. Okay. Teach them how to fish. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more than one good day from Sebastian Vettel oh, before no, I believe you're he's right. changed. I'm not, I'm not willing to say that he's now. Uh, nailed on for the championship next year <laughs> but I do think this is the beginning this is the s- first steps of what will be a the, strong finish the for the rest of the season Sebastian Vettel yeah. I'm, going, I'm going for there's green shoots of recovery let's just see if they get stood on <laughs> yeah obviously if he crashes in uh, Russia all on his own again like in a stupid Sebastian Vettel move that we've seen for all the year then you've always slagged him off you want him to retire and he's done no no I don't <laughs> I don't want him to retire but I, th- I think then if that happens this will be the like the hiccup that proves the rule of this yeah, yeah. year yeah. There is always a danger as well. The last time he raced in Russia on the same track as Kvyat, there was the the infamous torpedoing. So yep, that could happen again. Mm. I I also think I'll be interested to see if I I still believe that if Sebastian Vettel can get himself together, he's a better driver than Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Sebastian and, Vettel on a good day is amazing. He's unstoppable. Yeah, but Sebastian Vettel on a bad day is lower average. than average. Yeah. He's not lower than average, but he's a bit he's a bit crashy in his average. But if the I don't the know, thi- it's not it's not crashy, it's silly mistakey. It's spinning when there's nobody near him. Yeah. But or the, panicking when someone gets next to him. But this is why I think this new floor has fixed those problems, because it's always been the spins, hasn't it? And if this this has given him a back end that he can trust, which is what he always used to have in Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's why I think he this this can be the beginning of something better for him. Yeah, I mean you look you look at the major cockups that he's had over the last couple of years and it always has been. He boots it and the back end just goes yeah. see you later. Yeah, yeah. Um but I'm more interested to see what would happen if Sebastian Vettel can get on top of Charles Leclerc because I think Leclerc will handle that worse than Sebastian Vettel has handled his problems. It'll be interesting to see, and it'll be a sign of where Leclerc's levels of maturity are at. absolutely. But I think he'll handle it pretty well. One thing that we haven't actually talked about hard at all in this is Red Bull's performance. Now, bearing in mind a lot of people listen to us in the Netherlands, I think we have to give Max Verstappen at least a mention. My driver of the day, probably. Well, Verstappen... He had a good race. Yeah, Red Bull tend to do well in Singapore, but because of Ferrari's unexpected results. Yeah. But, you know, if you leave out the fact that Ferrari won the race... Yeah, and Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes Ferrari themselves. Well, no, regardless, Verstappen would have won the race um, had Ferrari not bought that aerodynamic... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's fair, fair point. Yeah. I mean, this this is the first time there hasn't been a Red Bull on one of the top two steps. Yeah. But, yeah, come on, a Red Bull on the third step is not terrible, is it? No. no, sure. it, it, <laughs> no. Uh, and Verstappen, for me, is, at the moment, is the driver of the season mm. because that car is probably... You've got... Mercedes and Ferrari have traded blows throughout the season. At the yeah. moment, Ferrari are definitely on top. Um for most of the season, obviously, it's been Mercedes on top. But then Red Bull are behind, but they're not just behind. There's Mercedes, Ferrari, Gap, Red Bull, Gap, rest of field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Verstappen has consistently bridged that gap mm. to put his car between 
the Mercedes and the Ferrari. Literally, he did that his, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Singapore. His but talent got him on the podium. His talent's won in the yeah. races that he's won this year yeah. as well. Um, but the... You haven't seen Gasly get anywhere near um, Verstappen's level of pace. No. Or mixing it with Ferrari and Mercedes. That's why he's not in the same garage anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, let's give him a little bit of time. It's a bit unfair to say the same about Alex Albon at the moment. The, the thing is... But he kept pace. He was asked to keep pace with the leader's pit window. Yeah. And he's well inside the leader's pit window in yeah. Singapore. Yeah. So we get to, We get to see a straight... A straight Competition where all things are equal between um, Verstappen and Albon, because it's been two uh, two races with penalties, one one track that Albon's never raced on. Yeah, yeah. It's not just as well he's never raced there; he's never done a night race. He's also he had a lot more press coming into this one because they sent him on a tour to Thailand a couple of days beforehand, mm. and he did like public appearances. Yeah. He had like a meeting with the prime minister. He yeah. had a very busy. High profile Red Bull had race. its had a habit of royally screwing Australian drivers oh, by doing mean... press stuff as well, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? Does that mean Alex Albon gets Thai Red Bull? And Moose Cider, Moose Craft Cider. And he doesn't get the Moose no, Craft Cider that. anymore. He's not, he's he not gave brought that, that to Toro Rosso and you, left it. There. You've got to feel sorry for the pe- people <laughs> that handle the uh, Moose Cider sponsorship. It's like, we're, we're going on the Toro Rosso. We've got a Thai driver. We're a Thai company. It's great. It's the biggest <laughs> booze advertising in the Thai alcohol industry ever. What do you mean he's not in the car anymore? I'm sure they're, it was Germany as well. I'm sure it was Germany. They unveiled that. They're, uh, they're advertising now gone to. What would you rather, cider or Red Bull? Just fucking drink it, yeah. <laughs> Moose cider. Well, apparently this, this one gives you wings. <laughs> Moose cider is so good it puts you in a better car. Hang on, <laughs> Moose cider and Red Bull? <laughs> not in the same glass, Speaking surely. Of, oh, why not? <laughs> just got a guy pointing Drink at, responsibly and that is not responsible drinking. <laughs> just got a guy pointing at the Tarasso talking to Helmut Marko and Speaking of cider... How come that fucking isn't inside her? <laughs> God, come on. Oh. Jack attack. <laughs> it's a car. It's a, I was talking about a car. No Don't rude thing. make me do late night there was, editing. There was nothing rude about that. No, there wasn't. There wasn't? No, there wasn't. You made that, it rude. No. You I, made it rude. No, I didn't make it rude. You spoiled it. No, I didn't spoil it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, driver of the day for everyone. <sighs> Do you know what? I just like Tricky. boiling piss? Sebastian Vettel. Robert Kubica. Norris. Yeah, genuinely, yeah, Lando Norris. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm going Lando as well. See, I think I think Lando got a free, free, free go, though, because he, but, he defended well towards the end of the race. Mm, but he's get, in I'll the same position as Albon. He's not driven there before. It's a night yeah, race, yeah, which is a bit different. M- McLaren have got a really big gap over the rest of the field. The Renaults were taken out of contention. His teammate was taken out of contention. Well, they don't really have a gap over the rest of the field. No. He so gained they're, they're places the, as well. Yeah, they're at the head of the midfield, and that's where he stayed. And but yeah. he stayed in touch with the Red Bulls and the, yeah, and, and I, the Mercedes. Yeah, I think it was, it was almost Formula One point four. Yeah. Nah, that, that's <laughs> that's more to do with. I mean, I love Lando, but that's more to do with uh, pit stops, uh, not pit stops, with safety cars and um, the lead cars driving slowly. He had what two, three pit, um, safety car restarts though, where he had Gasly behind him on newer tires mm-hmm. and kept him behind. Yeah, but I think he's got. He's, the, the, there's a, McLaren have got a gap over Toro Rosso, especially there. Do you mm. know what I mean? He anyone that anyone that could actually race him 
was taken out of the race. He yeah. had a good drive. He still and, got to the checkered flag, and I'm though. Glad when something he got the people didn't, didn't. To me. He got a bag of points. He got. Fin- he finished better than the rest. So yeah. for me, that means driver of the day. He wasn't as good as Sebastian Vettel, which is now the best driver in Formula One. <laughs> That's incorrect. You're going to love looking after Twitter tomorrow. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to Tesco instead. No, I'm going to turn my phone off. <laughs> um, right, heroes. Um, the Senna-like. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. The Ferrari strategist, I think, would probably be the one. The yeah. Ferrari the, flaw the bigger designer. credit. Ferrari aerodynamics man, woman, and strategist person. They go soft really quickly. Yeah, they do. <laughs> already soft, and I've left it on the table while we've been doing the podcast. It was a new pack of biscuits. Wow. That is, that is mm. impressively bad. Villain, Grosjean. Grosjean, yeah. obviously. And... I'm gonna go, I'm gonna gonna say um, whoever decided that Danny Rick gaining an advantage of one millionth of a second on his third fastest lap in Q1 was enough to disqualify him from the whole of qualifying. From the whole of qualifying, rules is rules. The cheating Aussie deserved it, <laughs> <laughs> but a millionth of, a millionth of a second advantage on with the MG UK. Garen's Wallaby and fuck off. <laughs> We've got belligerent league. Yeah. <laughs> this soft biscuit has pissed him off. That's it now. <laughs> Attitude for the rest of the day. Oh, Jesus. Right. Um, news. Um, obviously, we've got the Haas contract renewals with... Oh, and get ready for Total Shunt, you? We've still got to preview Russia. Um, we don't have to do it immediately. <laughs> Yeah, Haas with Maybe the contract renewals. Kind of proof reading we've kind on. of, we've kind of touched, kind of on. touched on yeah. it. It's a ridiculous decision. It's, it's a bloody, bloody mistake. Um, but they're also looking at Robert Kubica for a sim uh, sim driver role. Who is head of odd. recruitment at Haas? I think the heat's got to them, hasn't it, in Singapore? <laughs> it's, they're making some interesting choices, and I'm trying to yeah. think of somebody who would be a, a comedic. Stand in for like head of recruitment at Haas, but I can't. I can't think of anyone no. stupid enough to do that. <laughs> David Brent, Michael Scott. Uh, no, neither of they. They're not stupid. They they just they just get things. They get things wrong. That this is a level of stupidity. This is somebody who thinks this is a good idea. Somebody at Haas thinks, yeah, we've got Magnussen and Grosjean, let's uh, get Robert Kubica in as a <laughs> simulator driver. Maybe they're thinking, you know the talks about doing reverse grid, like pole. Maybe they think that reverses talent. So if they get the three worst drivers Oh, I see, they'll always One, be on pole. They're going to get like three Lewis Hamiltons. <laughs> that is that is that is the only. Uh... It's it's the same logic as when people bought uh, Ralph Schumacher in fantasy F one teams because he was a cheap Schumacher, <laughs> <laughs> and he turned into literally the Ralph of Schumachers. <laughs> um, actually, didn't do um, didn't do the predictions. Oh, and how our predictions went? Oh shit, Averagely, not well. No, yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding it because let's face it, we were we weren't good on the whole. We did a bad. We did. Let Nobody me... saw the Ferraris doing what they do. Let me just. To be do... fair, the Ferraris didn't see the Ferraris no. doing what they're doing. No. <laughs> Let me just load this up. 
So, we had, obviously, the top three of Vettel, Leclerc, and Verstappen. That sounds like what my guesses were. <laughs> sounds like, as in, it was three Formula One drivers, yep. and your mm. guesses were three Formula One drivers. Yep. So, on that score, you did all right. But, Chris, we'll start with you. I got one point. You got Hamilton, Verstappen, and Bottas. A point. Mm. Dan, who's not here, four points. You got Verstappen, Leclerc, and Albon. It's unusual in putting Leclerc there, considering how much he dislikes him. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Verstappen, Hamilton, and Albon. One point. <sighs> Welcome to the one point club, Lee. <laughs> Sean, Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton. Four points for you. I'm sure I picked his lord and saviour, Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> I got Verstappen, Albon, and Hamilton. I got one point. And... Um, Virtual Statman agreed with you. He did. Sean. He just copied so me. I went first and he well. copied me. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Rich Walker, long-time listener, first-time predictor, wiped the floor with a lot of us. Hamilton, Leclerc and Verstappen. Six-pointer. The stalker Rich Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have predictions for um, the Russian race coming up in a minute. Um, I just want to just want to find an email from... From oh, I know which email. You know, it, you know exactly which email that is that I'm looking for, and I can't bloody find it now. Um, right, apparently we've not been mentioning the um, the online prediction results enough. So shit. Oh, our oh no, our, our predictions. Oh, right, are shit. Our predictions. Prediction. The, on- the online ones that people can uh, put their own predictions in on the website. No, I thought you meant that terrible fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is. No, this is. Have you been on that website? It's like fucking Thunderdome once, now. Once this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that you can go onto on our website, predict the top three fastest lap and pull. Yeah, do that because one. we don't mention that enough. Um, and go to the website. That's the idea. Ads and ha- that. Yeah, we've we've had um, we've had a suggestion that we need to mention it more rather than Formula Lee because Formula Lee is for kids, not for grown up people. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't do it. <laughs> So now, nerds. so now anyone getting the top score on the um, on the prediction league wins the official virtual Ronald Mulvell trophy. Oh my god! The Are fact, you happy now, Ronald? The fact that I don't do Formula E, it means I'm a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to do with it anymore. I don't pick the tracks. Uh, it the means tracks you're Bernie. Drivers. I'm just a franchise. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're Bernie. You're just going to turn up in an out of date T-shirt and pretend you're still in charge. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a wrestling stable that's not going any going anymore. So you've got that covered. No, Bullet Club's still going. <laughs> um. Anyway, Russia. Um. A Herman Tilke designed street circuit. Mm. Yay. Well, yeah, vague street circuit. Um, Olympic Park circuit, I think, technically, yeah, isn't it? It's still, it is, yeah. it's still bloody Herman Tilke, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, and the streets around the Olympic Park. Mm. The 2014 Sochi Winter Games. Correct. <clears throat> yes. Has there been a good Grand Prix at Russia? I feel there's been one. one. We had one good Grand Prix. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before, wasn't it? Was that was the, the one the where Bottas one? got the wild start? Possibly, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the the first year was um, the worst. It was France level, France this year levels of paradiness. No, yeah. I, I, it wasn't that bad. It was bad, but like I still think France is the worst race I've ever seen. Oh, the, it the, was the, most, the most exciting part of the first Russian Grand Prix was Carlos Sainz in practice, where he just lost it, went into the barriers, oh, then twi- tweeted from hospital saying, "Still racing." I think you'll find the most exciting part of the Russian Grand Prix is the bizarre part where <laughs> Putin turns up. <laughs> 
and just weird commentary to bot us yeah. about how many hotel rooms there are. And it's like he's, he's sat there and you think, you, you look at like the, the 50 people surrounding him and you think, every person in that group has killed someone. And one of those people is Bernie Eccleston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is um, Bernie still the promoter of the Russian Grand Prix? Because he, he was, wasn't he? Probably, yeah. <clears throat> we'll, see, we'll see if Bernie turns up on the grid this weekend. But yeah, Putin will turn up to the race with 20 minutes to go and then appear in the cool-down room afterwards. Also, it, it did give us the best thing Bernie Eccleston's ever said, that uh, Vladimir Putin is a lovely guy and I think he'd do a really good jo- job being in charge of Europe. Do what he said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. This is Bernie Eccleston who wants to buy MotoGP now, allegedly. I think no, he, he wants might a team, doesn't he? Oh, he oh, said he wants a team, a team but yeah. he doesn't want Neil Hodgson to race for him. <laughs> I think it was a that's, joke, wasn't it? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Neil Hodgson that was interviewing him at the time. I don't think he knew what a Neil Hodgson no, was. No, I don't no. think he knew what was going on, to be honest. A man with a microphone came at him. I crashed and he into was... Neil Hodgson once. Oh. Did you? It was trolleys in Tesco's. Ah. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like you carved him up at the gooseneck or something. No, 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 not even that interesting. I was uh, just not looking where I was going. Crash trolleys looked up to say sorry, it's Neil Hodgson. I was like, sorry, Neil Hodgson. (laughs) 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 So one thing, one thing to look out for this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus. Right, one thing to look look out for this weekend is are Ferrari going to keep um, keep this going on because it's a downforce circuit and I think they are this because w- this might be the proof if they've got this yeah, yeah. aero problem fixed. Yeah, I, mean, I think this... it's going to be a tight race because it's not too dissimilar a circuit to Singapore, and it's also got that big long straight on it as well. So that means if a Ferrari, if a Ferrari can get in the lead. And we've seen it before now that a Mercedes with DRS behind a Ferrari without DRS, they still struggle to get Mm. up alongside them. Mm. So It has been very much a Mercedes circuit, the Sochi. Yes, Mm. definitely. I think there might be some drama, though, as far as come come from Ferrari, because you're going to have Sebastian Vettel wants to keep this role going, and you're going to have Charles Leclerc that very much wants to stop it rolling. Mm-hmm. Could could we get? Uh, I don't know. Could this could this be the new Hamilton Rosberg situation? I think it could be. There will be a there will be a point if this if they don't manage it properly where the Ferraris will come together on the circuit, uh, and it will have to be on the radio like, stop it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of you's back off now. Which way do they go? That's the thing, isn't Whoever's it? Whoever's behind, I guess. Like you're, you're get, allowed on the, get on the phone to Hass and say, Gunter, which one would you? What would you do? <laughs> you're allowed to rate. And don't 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 ask Gunter. We've got this. <laughs> we've got this Polish guy on the phone. It's really good. Yeah, he's really light. <laughs> it's almost like he's missing bits. You tell them they're allowed to race until something goes wrong. And the thing is, if something goes wrong, it, it can be. Like what happened to Mercedes in Spain a few years back, where it was like two cars just sliding into each other off the circuit, mm. and that's it, you're out. Yeah. Mm. Um, remember the stat that Sean um, reiterated to us last week, which was that Ferrari have only ever lost both cars on the opening lap of one race in and the history of Formula that was on One. Max Verstappen's fault, apparently. Of course. Yeah, according to Ferrari. 20, it was. 2017 or 2018? <laughs> uh, 2017. 2017. The, the uh, Singa- yeah, Singapore GP. And. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be first lap for definite, but I mean, if they're fighting each other for the lead and they're allowed to race, that could be a bit 
It could get tasty, should we say. Mm. Uh, the last thing you want to see when Ferrari are doing so well now is Ferrari implode on themselves, mm. starting with the drivers. Do you I have mean? to say that would be a very Ferrari thing to it do. It would. It's yeah. definitely going to happen. And, and it's probably going to happen before the end of the season, don't yeah. we? They're, they're going to clash wheels. One of them's going to run wide or whatever in this mm-hmm. game. But it's well, it's it's how severe the contact is between mm-hmm. them. There is going to be contact. Yeah. Leclerc knows how to get his elbows out now. He's yeah. he did it with Hamilton. Hamilton sort of questioned it. Stewart said it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Vettel can get a bit punchy when he needs to. The two of them together, if they both decide that's what's happening. It's not going to end well. Well, given what happened, that Grosjean didn't get a penalty, I think we're two races away from red and green shells being introduced. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Russell might get a DNF in Russia at turn one, straight into the back of Grosjean. Just <laughs> <laughs> Have that, you twat. <laughs> I would like to see this. See, as, as much as I want it's to Senna see... It's Senna Prost yeah. all over again. <laughs> Just at the wrong Just end. Just at the wrong end of the grid. <laughs> as much as I want to see Sebastian Vettel fix himself, I do think it would be fucking hilarious if they just crashed. Like, lap one, turn one. T-bone the side of each other. Leclerc and Vettel. Yeah, screaming at each other by the side of the track. <laughs> Leclerc sliding back to the pit lane like like an ice skater. Or Leclerc torpedoes Vettel. <laughs> Shall we have some predictions? Yeah, yes. let's, give, let's give it a go. Right. Um, people, what aren't here? Uh, Dan sent his in earlier, and he's going for a Hamilton win, Leclerc second, and Vettel third. Oop. Sorry, um, punched my microphone. <laughs> Not doing very well tonight. Keep I punched mine earlier, but I didn't mention it. I just you, you hoped just, no just, one just noticed. Ca- just carried on. <laughs> it's okay. I accidentally went like that and got my beard right across the side of it, so there was some oh, unintentional nice. ASMR for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up if you're driving. <laughs> oh, I've got a real job fixing this show tonight, haven't I? <laughs> uh, right, we have a guest predictor this week, and it's Zach Henderson. Now, I'm, I'm taking predictions V3. That he sent in. Mm-hmm. Did he not do V2 twice? Um, yes, I'm counting that as V3. Predictions right, okay. 3, sometimes they come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first ones came in, what was it, half 7 this morning, then 10 past 5, and then 20 past 6. He's taking us all very seriously, I like it. He's he's ded- dedicated to the cause. He is going for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, and Leclerc third. Right, who is going up next? I'll go. Okay. It will be the greatest driver in Formula One right now, Sebastian Vettel. Grosjean. <laughs> uh, followed by the equally greatest driver, much better than Senna, and ever to grace a Formula One car, Lewis Hamilton, in second. And the utterly average and never going to win a world championship, Charles Leclerc, in third. How the hell am I going to sort this? <laughs> I'll go next, shall I? Please. Uh, Bottas to win. He likes Russia. He tends to do very well in Russia. Did get his first win, though. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you are forgetting something. He's Bottas. I am. Second half of season Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> Leclerc second, Hamilton third. What about the greatest driver in Formula One? Uh, his George engines... Russell's going to take him out at turn one. <laughs> <laughs> his engine's going to blow up. Oh. Am I Sh- going next? Charles, Sh- you want to go Charles Leclerc's um... fingerprints 
all over it. Hamilton to win. Right. Bottas second. Verstappen third. No Ferrari. I am banking on the Ferrari incident. (laughs) It's coming. I just thought they're going to go into the garage and all of a sudden let Bonotto's going to sort of... Charlotte, are you putting sugar in Sebastian's petrol tank? (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Right, I think I am going to go for a Verstappen win. Wild. With Vettel second and Leclerc third. It's either inspired or idiocy. (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) We'll know on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Right, if you want to do your own predictions, just go to threelegs4wheels.com, go to the game section and look for the 2019 Prediction League. Give us your top three, your fastest lap and pole position. And you've got until five minutes before qualifying starts on Saturday. To what the hell's that? Uh, to get, the, <laughs> get those through to us. That's the two greatest drivers in Formula One about to make the, the third. Yes. <laughs> Bit close there, lads. Can we have a total shunt now, please? Go on. And, and don't forget as well, the predictions will get a mention. And the predictions, the predictions will get a mention, mention, and you are competing for the actual virtual Ronald Mulvell trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will construct out of tin foil that I have moulded into a shape that I believe represents a name, Ronald Maltvelt. We will have a photo of that as I soon as you've done it. it are, you happy, are you happy now, Ronald? Quite a sort of, I think it would be a cup trophy rather than the sort of sponsor's shaft that seems to... Sponsor's shaft? Isn't that Roman Grosjean? <laughs> <laughs> Who's sent this shot <laughs> This one has, because I've, I, do you know what? I told somebody I'd use theirs and I can't find it in the messages. And I've just found this one that was sent in in July. So I'm going to use that one. It's not by Ronald Mulveld, is it? Who likes the Prediction League? No, Just Invent. <laughs> just Invent? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it might be a pun, his Twitter name. I was going to say, where are you putting the gap? Is it Just Invent or Just Invent? Just Invent. Oh. Okay. Three words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably get out of there. Yeah, dear. He's given a little... Where is he Dutch? He's given a little prologue. I'm going to read that. Right. Is he French? It could be Justin Vaughn. I am the greatest driver in Formula... <laughs> I was born in mm-hmm. 1958. 1958. Right. So this is someone who is 61 this year. Some consider me as the most significant contributor to the McLaren resurgence in the 80s. Ron Dennis is older than 61. I would have said Mm. so. I also played a huge role in in the development of the uh, McLaren F1 road car. Wasn't that uh, John Bernard? Might have been. I don't know. Gordon Murray. Gordon could be Gordon Murray. Yeah. Who also designed the Christian Bell Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Gordon Murray would be a good one, I think. But I think he's older than that, even. I think he's older than 61. Not entirely sure. He's just one of these people that's been around forever and mm. still looks the same as he did in the 70s. Yes. Just slightly greyer beard. Yeah. Go for Gordon Murray for now, I reckon. 
I was initially very temperamental and my delicate comp composition contributed to, uh, to the near demise of the Rolls-Royce company. Sorry about the stuttering. I've not got my glasses with me. Um, that was the British economy. <laughs> <laughs> it's temperamental and yeah. Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> no idea at the moment. No, no. Well, no. Much of my growth and development needed to needed was blah, much of my growth and development needed to prepare me for F one was financially supported by the British and Japanese governments. Is this like the McLaren Technology Center or something? No, it will be uh, tele telemetry. Oh, interesting. Mm. It feels like a thing, doesn't it's, it, yeah. now, I would say. It feels like a facility. To, or I think the first telemetry to read back to the, um, to the pits as a car was going around the circuit live was actually the McLarens in the 80s. And, and this would obviously have been when they were with Honda. Yeah, they were able to. They were able to read information every tenth of a second, which was incredibly fast back mm. then. Mm. And now, of course, cars aren't allowed on the circuit without it, and mm -hmm. that's why Alpha couldn't do anything in FP FP one on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, the telemetry was broken. They missed like an hour because they just had no power in the garage, which was good. My backer, Marlboro, paved the way for me to race for my race debut with McLaren. Okay. Still thinking it's a technology or something. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. I'd like a guess. Another one. Mm. Should we go for telemetry? Yeah, go for telemetry. My ability to make a race car handle was unmatched at the time. Tire warmers? Mm, they've only been around. They newer. Yeah, they've only been around for about twenty years. Active suspension, traction control. Actually, nineteen fifty-eight. Then we're going back a bit. That'd be two other traction suspension. Traction control could be uh, mechanical traction control, perhaps, with using differentials. You could do that. Yeah. Not when do they when do they build the very first Land Rover? Land Rover Defender, was that 1958? Because I think the very first Land Rover Defender had had differential on it that you could, uh, which meant, you know, essentially traction mm. control. Mm. Not up you, on the history of the You can spin one Land wheel Rover. faster than the other. After my immediate success, every other Formula One team tried to put me into their cars. Was the McLaren the first one with um, sequential semi-automatic gearbox? Oh, Is flappy it the paddle. flappy paddle? Could be, but again, 58, sequential gearbox for 58 is early. Yeah, do but seem if, to it was in a Ro Land if it was in a Rolls-Royce. That's the kind of thing that... Because Rolls-Royce mm. used to throw all the technology into the cars because they were so expensive. Maybe. Sequential gearbox might be a... It would be about right, wasn't it? Because there was a... When was it When was it Senna won the fir his uh, first Brazilian? Brazilian Grand Prix? Yeah, because <clears throat> that was... Stop it! That was, he was definitely using manual gearbox for that, wasn't he? Because it, it got stuck. And he ended up like taking all the skin off yeah, his he... hand or something. Yeah. Wasn't that 1990, I think? If that possibly. was 1990, then that might take out... Unless it came out for a year, because it was... 
new and a bit it, temperamental. Because it wasn't working but, properly. But it sounds like it was working if everyone was <clears> immediately <throat> copying it. Hmm. Go for another clue. Uh, Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being involved in other forms of uh, motor racing, uh, I am now very well known around the world. I'm, I'm still sold on the floppy paddles. Yeah, the sequen- sequential gearbox. It's a good shout. Number 10. Uh, Britain spell my name differently than anywhere else in the world. Aluminium, tyres, <laughs> colour, tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Britain spell my name different to anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. You have a spaffer. Yeah, we're going yeah, to need, mm-hmm. need it. I have been arguably more revolutionary in the construction of aircraft. The gurney what? flap? Um, could well be. That would make sense, because if Dan Gurney had Marlborough sponsorship... He may have done. And he was the one what invented it. I don't don't know, to be honest. Or, uh, oh, um, no. I was going to say sort of seatbelty things, but no. I couldn't have took that as an answer. Seatbelty things. (laughs) I'm shocked and appalled. (laughs) Um. Yeah, black box recorders leading to telemetry again. Possible. Yeah. No. How idea. how do Britain spell telemetry? Is it A R Y at the end? Um. I haven't. Um. Heard it yet. T R Y. I think it is. Telemetry. Paul is opening a laptop. Oh, he is. Yeah. What's this shit? I'm doing the Formula Lee in a minute. <laughs> so as soon as this is finished, I'm going to log. As soon as this is finished, I'm going to log on to my laptop, uh-huh. which is currently showing. No information. No information whatsoever, apart from the fact that it's 10.41 on Monday the 23rd of September. Good stuff. <laughs> Guess then, so we can go to bed. Telemetry. telemetry. Yeah. I feel telemetry, telemetry could be misspelled. I'm carbon fibre. Right? Oh, okay. I didn't even know fibre was spelled differently. I knew we spell it I knew R-E, UK and America spelled it differently. I didn't realise no one else spelled it properly. Yeah. So thank you, Justin. I, that was a really oh. good one. You absolutely there done we them. Go. That was uh, that was pretty. pretty, pretty <laughs> I spectacular. think we named every bit of a car except carbon fiber. <laughs> every part of a car except <laughs> what it's made of. <laughs> so how do you send an A at Total Shunt? You can tweet me at a Total Shunt on Twitter, or you can send me a PM on Instagram, and that is also at a Total Shunt. Lord, you still look like you're trying to work it out. I'm not entirely sure that all the clues were correct, but I'll... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> can I also ask for a couple of people to send them in on email, because the uh, the reserve pot is empty, because we had to do extra ones, because Sean was on last week. So if anybody fancies um, sending one through for weeks when Lee's not here, it's threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Um, if you want to get hold of hold of us um, you can tweet us at three legs four wheels we're on Facebook at three legs four wheels and the same for Instagram as well and you can get us individually at flood 21 at Sean Cowper and at Pablo 100 and Dan is at Dan Dankleton that just leaves Formula Lee for this week yes uh, right it was a lap of Singapore in the Ferrari 
And you needed to get 137.867 to get into the top 20. So, in 20th, we had Nathan Mazzola. Uh, 19th, I am keeping my run in the points going here. And I'm the only one on the podcast that actually does this. So. You aren't at the moment, yes. <laughs> I, I, am, I am the representative and I am still on the, still on the <laughs> scoreboard. I've learned to play this game. It's actually, when you learn how to play a game, it actually is better than not knowing how. <laughs> Shocking. Who'd have thought? Although Wreckfest is really cool. Um, it's demolition racing and uh, Scandinavian folk racing and banger racing. That sounds like fun. Uh, come, come round next week and have a look. Oh, really good. Um, 18th place back on Formula we've got Brooks De Gear. Uh, 17th, somebody who sent a few folk racing videos through to us, Santario Nasty, because it's huge in Finland. Um, 16th was Eric Farnand. 15th, James Paschall. 14th was Matthew, never get this right, Gooch, Goff. It's G-O-O-G-H. Somebody want to have a go at that? Goff. Go. Dave. Go. Yeah, Matthew Dave. Matthew G. Yeah. <laughs> 13th was Chris Shales. 12th, Adam Smith, and 11th, Kyle Armstrong. Top 10, 10th place, Mike Camping. 9th place, Marcel Streak. 8th uh, was Chris Rowden. 7th, Pete Bull. 6th was Carl Toomey. 5th was Max Williams, and Matthew Morrison was 4th. Top 3, Chris Olby in 3rd with a time of 135.655. Nice. 2nd place with 135.528 was Julian McMahon-Hyde. And winning this week was Alessandro Popolani with a time of 135.415. Well done, Alessandro. Right, on to Russia for the next one. It's going to be a one-week challenge because it's back-to-back races. Yep. So you have until 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern time on Monday the 30th to get your best time in for a lap of Sochi in the dry in a Russian time F2 car. Oh, okay. Might as well do a Russian team for a Russian race. Can, yeah. Can, can, Lisa shrugs. Shrugs don't really work on podcasts. No. <laughs> kind of makes that. You're not on video now. <laughs> uh, right. We will be back next week with... Wait. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> we will be back next week. We'll be talking about the Russian Grand Prix and anything else that happens in the meantime. Uh, might have Dan back with us next week. We can never tell. Might have him back. Somebody somebody might need murdered. Who knows? Yeah, depends on what mission he's on. Thank you for sticking with us tonight. Um, If I manage to edit a show together with um, everything that went on. I doubt you'll be in if Charles Leclerc wins. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be so upset. He'll be so upset. It's why he wasn't here today. I mean, he was still second. He was still on the podium. And there was two wins after that. Time to go now. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Whatever.